your new evangelization. So you can help us in these programs that mend relationships and improve family life and marriage life. You can help ignite Catholics and and give non-Catholics a safe and true place that they can really learn more about the truth and beauty of our Catholic faith. So through this station, you are building Christ's church. So much good work is done here, and it can't be done without your help. So 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. That's how you can be a part of this, and we do need your help today. So we're excited. we got a lot of energy going. The station is open. There's people coming in and out. There's there's food in the conference room. We do invite you to come in. And what I'm going to do first this hour is we've got a whole bunch of people who are going to be joining us on the mic. And I'm going to start with introducing two very important part uh, people in the Quest team. We have Carol Tira Smith, who's the founder of the station, and Steph Ike, who's in charge of programs and planning and events. We have uh, Daisy Whiting, who's been involved in the app and the and the website. So first of all, ladies, welcome. Yay, first day of your spirit drive. Yes. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, we're excited. And before we do anything else, we have to give glory to God, right? This is what we're all about. Every hour starts with a prayer. So um, Carol, let, let me ask you, uh, invite you to, to give praise to the Lord and start this hour. Okay, great, great. Well, you know, spirit drive is so important and prayer is the central part of our whole ministry. And we're very fortunate to have a chapter but over the last um, eight days, today's the ninth day of a special novena that actually Steph, who's sitting next to me, um, created or drafted. It's a beautiful prayer, and I have the honor of reading it right now or praying it. Lord Jesus, we humbly thank you for all the doors you've opened to create Atlanta Catholic Radio, The Quest. As we embark on the spirit drive, let us earnestly seek your will and all we do to bear the fruit you desire. We are on a quest to invite, inform, and inspire all who listen, and we strive to bring a million souls into your loving arms by enjoying the quest in their daily lives. As we grow our listenership, we ask for all that's possible to fill hearts with your love and a renewal of spirit. O Holy Spirit, anoint us with wisdom and teach us to follow your inspirations. Jesus, we are only your couriers, your voice, your hands. Use the quest with your perfect will. Jesus of mercy, take the quest and make it your own. Uh, we would like to say a Hail Mary. Hail, Hail, Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us, pray for us. and hold us under your mantle. Amen. 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 Can't start an hour any better than that. So awesome. awesome. Well, I'm really excited. You know, these next four days, they're important for the quest. We're here to raise awareness. We're here to raise funding for the Catholic radio station. Carol, how important is this drive to the operation of the station? Really, at this stage of, of our development, probably uh, 80% of our uh, operating expenses are um, covered by this drive and we're in early stage so today a lot of our expenses we're all volunteers mm -hmm. and as we grow and the listenership grows we have more uh, requests from people and so we need to be able to hire some people so that we have some help that's so right. Steph yeah. and I can see our husbands occasionally yeah, yeah right I mean ministry is good but yeah we have so, to feed our kids so, and, and keep the roof going you know over our head and stuff and I think a lot of people Carol have that misnomer that Catholic radio must be supported by the diocese you know the bishop must be paying our bills and stuff that's not true is it no it's not true um basically about year and a half ago, we actually went to the archbishop and um, got approval to, to start the radio station. And he wrote a letter in support of our station. That's awesome. 
but um, we were allowed to go into parishes and, and spread awareness. But really, all the the funds come from listeners, um, just like those people that are committed in this room. That's awesome. So our listening family, pick up the phone, 470-508-1160, or get on the computer, thequestatlanta.com. There's a lot of ways to give. You can give a one-time gift in any amount. No, no gift is too small. No gift is too large. Um, if you give $20 or more a month, if you can commit to that regular giving, um, you become part of the St. Gabriel Society. That really helps our station operate and, and that funds coming in on a regular basis. If you're a business owner, become a business underwriter. What a great way to promote your business. Uh, several mentions uh, during the year and, and people, we, we see that in, in other stations I've worked with, that people will come in and say, I'm, I'm here in your business because I heard you advertise on Catholic Radio. So it really is a, a great way to promote your business and support the work of God. And then uh, there's a founder level of giving, which is $100 or more a month, you know, and some of us are blessed to be able to give in that manner too. So, um, and Carol, what are we looking for this specific hour in terms of goals for giving this hour? Yes, uh, what we, what our main goals this hour are we hoping to get one founder, somebody that signs up. I know a lot of people have it on their heart and to, to act on that because that is going away at the end of October. And secondly, we want two monthly givers. Okay. And obviously I'll, anything else that uh, God provides. Okay. And you can give at 470-508-1160. So Steph, um, I want to talk to you about what can we look forward to during these next four days? What, what, what will they hear on these airwaves? Uh, we have some really exciting shows coming up. We have uh, someone who would be considered uh, a, a national figure uh, every day. We have Scott Hahn today, mm-hmm. which we're really looking forward to. Me and too. I know you're going to be interviewing him. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Lisa Brankenmeyer, who's with Walking with Purpose, who founded that organization. It's a beautiful Bible study for women, and it is growing in Atlanta. Uh, so we'll have uh, both Lisa on and some people from the um, the local groups participating to kind of talk about uh, how to implement it and what it's done for their churches. Uh, we have uh, Sonia Corbett coming on, who is with uh, Bible Study Evangelista, and she is wonderful. If you had an opportunity to hear her speak at the Eucharistic Congress uh, this summer, yeah, you'll be excited to know she's going to be on with us uh, on Thursday. And then Friday, uh, a new uh, a new friend of ours <laughs> who kind of was instrumental uh, in, in giving us um, uh, a signal grace, if you will, that we should actually be doing this, that Carol should be uh, helping launch this station, is Dr. David Anders. And uh, yeah. he is kind enough to come on and spend 90 minutes with us wrapping up the uh, spirit drive and uh, he's pretty excited to be joining us so we're really we're really looking forward to this week that's great you've got something like 100 volunteers who are going to yes, be answering phones and bringing in food and you know for our listeners uh, you can become part of this this is you know, open to anybody it's a lot of fun it's like a big family here and and you can come see us we're in roswell uh, at, at 1802 macy drive in roswell so that's where that's we're right. located and and you're welcome to to come in and check out the place it's a beautiful they have a chapel here uh, it's just a beautiful office setting and you are welcome to come and get involved in this radio station, The More the Merrier. So, Carol, you have a special theme, this uh, this spirit drive, Atlanta Family Strong. How did that come about? Well, I think early on we, we uh, decided each, each time Janice, Janice Givens, who's joined us now, Janice has been instrumental in, in uh, getting the station off the ground, too. And she's with us here, too. But we have a, she's implemented that we have a theme each time. And so we decided, you know, we have at this point in our uh 
our in our country in our world marriages are really um under attack and so we thought it was very important for us to really celebrate marriage and and family life and so that under that theme a lot of the speakers that you'll see over the next four days really are sharing good information and resources for families yeah and we really need it as you said family marriage all under attack you know let's let's talk about the importance of catholic radio you know when Mother Angelic had the inspiration uh, to go from Catholic television to expand into radio. Her her fellow, you know, the people under her, her staff thought she was nuts. You know, what do you mean nobody listens to radio? And yet Catholic radio has just completely taken off. There's, you know, five, six hundred stations, not just in this country, but worldwide. Um, it has definitely become the medium. It's attracting a younger audience, less people sit and watch, you know, Catholic television, but they do turn on that radio. You know, we're such a society that's on the move. We're, we're driving and and so people do want to listen to Catholic radio. Uh, they, they, they listen. There's, um, uh, it's an accessible media. It's like a personal, intimate medium, too, because it feels like when you're listening to Catholic radio, you're, you're in the living room with that person. You're listening to this very private conversation. And so we see that it's really, really effective in getting the message out there. We know that in Catholic radio, it's attracting um, fallen away Catholics, non-Catholic listeners. There's a ton of non-Catholic listeners who stay engaged. You know, um, it's great catechesis. We have so many people who said, I I never heard this stuff. You know, I went to Catholic school for 12 years and I'm learning my faith for the first time listening to Catholic radio. And, you know, we just had that Pew study recently that, you know, so many Catholics don't believe in the real presence. I'm going to be talking about that with a lot of my guests in the next couple of hours. Um, but you know, so it, this medium is just taking off and it's really, really uh, achieving amazing things in the faith. And, and, and the other thing that's wonderful about Catholic radio is the intentional listening, you know, with other, uh, secular stations, music stations, talk stations, people will bounce around, but they've found that people listen to Catholic radio and they stay on that station for like an average of 90 minutes or something crazy unheard of in radio, but they do in Catholic radio because they're hearing the truth. They're hearing the power um, being professed over these airwaves. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, and we'll share some testimonials um, over the next um, several minutes. Um, uh, and it, that's a common theme: is I don't want to turn to another station any longer. Mm-hmm. So, and how it's in, positively impacted their lives, how they they feel like God is speaking to them through the radio station. It's just a common theme, and uh, so Catholic radio works. It brings people back and back to Christ and closer to Christ. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit and and a lot of and because of that a lot of radio stations have fairy tale beginnings. Um, some have really achieved, you know, overcome impossible obstacles. So I met you Carol a couple years ago at an EWTN radio conference in Alabama and uh, back then the quest was just a, a concept. Twinkle in your eye, but just right. give us a, a quick scenario of how that came about. Sure, sure. This uh, this journey began, I guess, a little over four years ago, and I've been a guardian in ad- Eucharistic adoration for many years, and uh, I was in adoration on a Wednesday morning. It was actually the Feast of the Assumption, and I heard the words, feed my poor, and I knew God was asking me something or telling me something because of the word my, because if it would have been my personal thought, it would have said, feed the poor. And so I began a, a quest, if you will, mm-hmm. to um, basically to figure out what God wanted. And um, I talked to a lot of priests, and I said, I know God wants me to do something. How do I know what it is? And all of them said in a little different way, but the same thing is just continue to pray. And in time, he'll make it very clear to you. And like I said, fast forward about two years later, after I left my job and uh, my, after my daughter's uh, wedding, 
I just had a sense that God wanted me to start a Catholic radio station. I was afraid to tell people because I thought people would think I was crazy. Sometimes people will say, what are you going to do, Carol, now that you've left your corporate job? And I'd say, uh, I think I might be uh, building an ark. <laughs> I felt so silly. <laughs> but uh, So anyway, then I, uh, I, I got a, a really strong affirmation that this is what God wanted. I went to the Catholic Radio Conference, and everything about that, um, that th- three-day conference was a constant affirmation that this, that this was what God wanted. So within 30 days of being at the radio conference, a man that I met at the conference, he, um, he was looking for a radio station in Atlanta, in Atlanta and lo and behold, um, we had a contract on a station within 30 days and God continued <laughs> to work, you know, miracles. And, you know, he ordained every step. I connected with Janice at that time. And Janice knows all about Catholic uh, organizations. And she took the lead and and just people would come to bear. And that's what we're going to talk about in a minute. All the people in this room have been part of that journey. God has clearly ordained the entire uh, the entire every step of the way and putting people in the path from the donors to help fund the early stages of it to Daisy and the app or to to uh, Lori, who does so many things. But I'm going to let all of these people tell you the amazing things that they've done. For example, Steph, um, who we've, you've already heard from, she planned this whole event. This is a monumental task. Yes, it is. Yes, and it is. Uh, so many logistical pieces in, the, in it, as well as creativity. And so um, she's just been uh, another godsend. So... And, and you're listening to Carol Tearsmith, who's a founder. I'm going to say co-founder of this radio station because the Holy Spirit is the other founder with you. Um, and uh, we're at the Quest, a Spirit Drive. Uh, Atlanta Family Strong is our theme, the way you can get involved to help support. Because I know you're listening. I know you're loving what's being said here. I know you're getting excited to see what the Holy Spirit's doing in your diocese. So pick up the phone, 470-508-1160, or thequestatlanta.com is the way to get involved also. Um, Steph, so how did you get involved in this whole project? Well, actually, it started with Janice. Janice and I are good friends, and when she mentioned that she was um, helping uh, start a Catholic radio station, we were excited about that, my husband Bob and I, because we like Catholic radio, and we always wished we had a Catholic radio station that we could hear anywhere in Atlanta. Uh, And the more we learned about it, the more we got excited. We started listening to the shows, and the programming was great. Um, We found out that part of the plan was also to kind of be the communication channel for all the parishes in the Archdiocese, which is a little unique. It's different than a national radio program. It really focuses on um, the local um, existence of parish life and, and, uh, you know, reaches out to families and lets them become involved as well as um, ministries. We have so many great local ministries who are going to participate in the next four days. We have like 11 or 12 priests, I think, who are coming on who are dynamic and fun, and um, we're excited to have all of them. So uh, I think that's what makes us unique with Quest. And uh, so I wanted to be part of that. 
Wow. And in such a short time, you know, the growth is incredible. You're covering uh, over 50 parishes. You reach 3.1 million people in the metro Atlanta. You've got a great market right here. Um, That global reach 24-7 online and through the app. So um, let's bring in, and I just wrote your name down, and I just totally lost it. That's okay. I'll Whit- you. Whiting is your last name. Uh, yes, Daisy Whiting. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy yes, Whiting. Hi. So how'd you get involved well, with the app and the website? Yeah, well, how I got involved was, it was interesting. I, um, My daughter works, they share the office here at the Quest, and I'd heard the radio station. I really enjoyed it. And then um, I lost my job, and I'd been in marketing for a long time, and, and what happened was uh, there were some layoffs that hit everyone. And I thought, you know, I want to take this time to really, we were planning a trip to Israel. So I really wanted to take the time to um, just do something that was really good for the community. And I um, I thought, well, I'm just going to go over and help the radio station while I'm just not doing anything. And so I came over one day. I couldn't make mass. I had an earlier commitment. So I came to Adoration. And uh, at the end, this nice lady, Carol Tearsmith, introduced herself. And uh, she started telling me her story about how the station came about. And I love radio. I've always been in advertising. And and I just thought, wow, that's great. And she said, you know, we really need help with an app. And I said, well, I've worked on apps. But I really hadn't done the whole thing. But it, we um, got into a lot of information, and I worked with the agency that they had hired. And we dealt between all of us. We really all gave our feedback. We developed the app, and you know it's fantastic. Anyone can listen anytime. We have programming in Spanish on the app, which is something that you know we really can't have on the radio station. Sure. But it's on there all the time and twenty four seven. It's available, and you could do a prayer request or you know just look in. You could just listen because all the programming that's been on there in the past and these past spirit drives are on there too. So you can hear my own parish priest on there. So it, it's just fantastic. Fantastic, and this group is great. And I'm five minutes from home or less. Wow! And in this traffic around here, that's a good deal. Really, God, really, really speaking to me. Ah, that is awesome. I love how the Lord takes our gifts and talents and and brings together. And and you guys are sort of at an advantage starting your station at this point. Um, My former station started 12 years ago, and you know we no one knew anything about anything. You know, no websites or apps or radio and all that. But um, so it's been it's amazing. Do you guys want to give a quick shout out to any of your parishes to call? 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160. Who do we want to invite? Shout it out. Who do we want to invite? We want to invite St. Jude to call in. Whoop, whoop. And St. Bridget, call in. And St. Anne's to call in. And Christ our King and Savior, Catholic Church at Lake Oconee. All right. So you're hearing from there. And if you're not from that parish, but for another, we want to hear from you. 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. This is the first of four days of the Quest Fall Spirit Drive. Uh, Exciting day. We want to hear from you. We've got great guests coming up. We have Kathy Schneider, Rachel Guy from 40 Days for Life. They've got amazing testimonies. You do not want to miss that. So keep it tuned. Tell your friends and family this is the Quest Spirit Drive. God bless. I'm Father Dominic Hanna. The prayer that we are about to pray together is taken from the Anaphora of St. John Chrysostom. O Lord on high, hidden from all creation, you are peace reconciling those who are enemies. You are forgiveness to those who sin. You are comfort to those who are sorrowful. Open the door of your mercy to our petitions and in the abundance of your grace, accept our prayers. Make us children and heirs of your kingdom to the grace of your only Son and his love for all people and through your Holy Spirit, now and forever and ever. Amen. The Quest presents A Daily Dose of Virtue with Jay Tremonti from Venture with Virtue. What's the outcome you want for your life? What about your children? 
If our ultimate goal is heaven, then we need to form habits that help lead us there. Habits are essential because we become what we do, and virtue is just that, the habit of doing good. Do you know what the number one predictor of your child's spiritual life is? I'll give you a hint. It's your spiritual life. If we want our children to get to heaven, we have to set the example for them to follow. It starts with the habit of prayer. Prayer is the foundation for the virtues that lead to heaven. Prayer has the greatest impact when it's the first thing we do in the morning. When we start the day with prayer, it spills over and touches the rest of our day. And that is powerful. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Hello, I'm Scott Hahn, and I invite you to join me this October for our St. Paul Center Gala Dinner in Atlanta. For details, visit stpaulcenter.com forward slash gala 2019. Among the many arguments relativists give to prove their worldview, one is that moral beliefs change. For example, they might say, we used to believe slavery was okay, but now we don't. If there were moral absolutes, well then moral beliefs wouldn't change. How do we respond? Well, we can ask the relativists if we've morally progressed in changing our country's slavery laws. Assuming they say yes, we can point out the fact that progress implies an objective moral standard that our society better conforms to today than it did 150 plus years ago. But if there's an objective moral standard that we've progressed toward, well then morality is not relative. So the relativist either has to give up on the idea that we've progressed morally in order to keep relativism or reject relativism to keep the idea of moral progress. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. This is Father John Pham from Holy Vietnamese Martyr in Nacros, Georgia. Thank you for listening to AM 1160, The Quest, home of listener-supported Atlanta Catholic Radio. It's a good day, good day to be alive. Everyone sing now, so let's do more than just survive. And welcome back to The Quest, Fall Spirit Drive, Atlanta Family Strong. That's the theme and the number you need to know. This hour is 470 470- 508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com that's how you can get involved and import and support the important work that's being done on the airwaves so if you just listen to that last 20 minutes wow some really exciting stuff you can see how the holy spirit has helped start this station and grow this station in such a short time um, before i bring in my uh, next two guests i have a couple of very handsome volunteers sitting in front of me and i want to bring each one onto the microphone so they can talk about uh, who they are why they uh, are volunteering today at, at catholic radio maybe their favorite show. So let's start with Ken Taza. Yes. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your parish? St. Peter Chanel. All right, welcome, and give a shout-out to them to call. Yes, hey, St. Peter Chanel, get on that phone and start calling. You know who you are. <laughs> and we just went on a pilgrimage to Italy, so oh. all, maybe all my Italy friends will call. Oh, I hope who went so. on a pilgrimage, and uh, everyone else that we know uh, in, in St. Peter Chanel, uh, get on that phone and start calling, because this is where it's at. All right, and how'd you start listening to Catholic Radio? 
Uh, I someone had told me about it starting. I was so excited because we don't ha- we didn't have anything really in the Atlanta area. Yeah, I know. And when I heard it uh, coming on, I was just got so excited because um, uh, we had never had one in before, and it just uh, it seems to answer a lot of questions that I always have about the Catholic faith. And um, so when it, when it, uh, I was really excited because um, it uh, it really helps me to uh, knowledge. Knowledge is what I would always seeking about the Catholic faith. And I thought, oh, here's another avenue for knowledge and what a great way to have it too on a radio station to have some more knowledge about the catholic faith and you can listen to it any time and it wakes you up in the morning and it mm-hmm. kind of kind of grounds you in what we really needed so i just think it was so needed here in in the in the atlanta area that's awesome do you have a particular favorite show well, i really to? like i really like catholic answers but it's not only that for me it's more about knowledge about knowing about god nowhere i'm going to spend i figure if i'm going to spend eternity somewhere i better know what, what, what's going i'd like to know what's going on and that's what gets me is like it, it it just increases my knowledge when you know i have so many answers like oh when i hear something about on questions and answers i go oh oh that's what that meant oh that's what the catholic oh that's what saint paul was doing oh that's what jesus meant there mm-hmm. it had answered so many questions for me and to be quite honest with you uh, all the all the readings and all the being a Catholic my whole life, it's probably answered more of my questions that, since I've been listening, since it's been on the air, than I ever knew before. So that's what it's been for me. It's about information. It's about knowing what what someone is, uh, what a particular sermon is, or what God was trying to say to us. That's why, to me, that's what it's made it so important to me. Now, have you been able to tell your family, your friends, get the word out? Like, you guys have started to listen to this quest because it's pretty cool. I mean, Absolutely. They're probably tired of hearing it from me. <laughs> I've, I've made them get the app. I, every Everyone I know, I try to have them put the app on the phone. I've even told my mother down in Florida. She's listening. I've got a lot of people listening uh, in different states and everything else. So I've told everybody that I possibly could about the station. And it's amazing because a lot of people do not still do not know about the station, especially here locally. So it's great to let them know about the station to hear the local things and and to hear our local priests and to hear local events of what's going on. So yeah. yes, spread the word as much as it possibly can. All right, you want to give out the phone number? 470? 470-508-508-1160. 1160-1160. We're all learning this number. It's a new number actually for the giving. So we're all learning this number. Or how about get online and what what's the address okay. there? Yeah, the, the it's uh, again the uh, the number is 470-508-1160. Thequestatlanta.com. Use either one to give today and keep this radio station going and all the graces that it's giving to everybody. So get on those phones, people. Ken, we're going to let you go back. Are you answering phones today? No, I'm not. Not okay. today. All right. Well, there's people answering phones. There's people bringing food in. There's people coming on the mic to just talk about the, the, the love of Catholic radio they have. So we're going to let you go. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank I'd you. like to turn to Jim Denon. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome. Come a little closer to the microphone okay. and tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I attend uh, St. Anne's in East Cobb. And uh, sorry, uh, just heard heard about the quest through the radio. It was uh, previously a, a talk show, I think, and um, a local talk show. Tuned it in, and, and all of a sudden I heard Catholic radio. And a lot like Ken, uh, was just glad to finally hear that we had a Catholic radio station in Atlanta. I think Atlanta is the last major market to to get a Catholic radio. That station. could be very well true, actually. Right. I I, I do some traveling up north uh, from time to time, and and especially once you hit like Ohio and through the, all the Midwest, there's Catholic radio everywhere. And I was just always wondering, why don't we have a Catholic radio station here? So I was just, you know, pleased to hear that, you know, that we finally finally got one. So oh, Wonderful. Um, Any favorite shows that you listen to? You know, um, like Ken said, call to, was it Call to Communion you listen to? And uh, Catholic, 
uh, no, call to communions. Catholic, Catholic, Catholic answers. Call to communions in the afternoon. I think at two o'clock with David Anders. Is that his name? Yes. And he's like a walking encyclopedia. He, he is of, awesome. Of, yeah, Catholic. I don't know how he stores everything in his brain, but he's he's very good. Um, and and same, just just like Ken was saying, just learning so much about the Catholic faith. I've been a Catholic all my life, but but you learn more and more about it, and you know, there's just so much to it. So, uh, and I, I think that's that that probably is what draws a lot of people to. Uh, to the quest you know, to listen to that. Absolutely. The number is 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com is how you can donate online. A one-time gift, you can do $20 or more a month. That's the St. Gabriel Society level. Uh, a founder level is $100 a month or more, or you can become a business underwriter, support your business. And we are looking for a couple of founders. I think of one we, founder. We and did get you one have already. some exciting news. Yes, yes. We just uh, got the... Uh, uh, where's the fir- bell? Wait, first, I guess fir- a- ring, ring the bell. Yes, yes. We- <laughs> Sounds like a Columbus Clipper bell for those of you from Columbus, Ohio. Susan in the back just got our first uh, founder donation, which is $100 a month for 36 months. That 36 is an months. awesome, awesome <clears throat> gift. Right, and, right. and that keeps the station, you know, because there, there's bills every month. we got to pay to keep the lights on and, and keep us connected and, uh, you know, to the satellite. And so, you know, these are volunteers. Everyone's volunteers. So this is the work of God here. So we, this right. money and these prayer support is, is what keeps this whole thing going. And Frank, Frank, I think Protaglia, if I said it properly, his last name is yeah. back there and he's with the Knights at St. Anne's, I know. So I know he wants all the Knights from St. Anne's especially to get on the phone and make a donation. All right. Love the Knights of Columbus. So again, 470-508-1160. Jim, we're going to let you go. Okay. Thank you for joining us. And our last male testimonial this morning is Chuck Persner. Chuck, what parish are you from? Good morning. St. Michael, New York Angel. Woohoo! In Woodstock. Yeah, get on the phone, St. Michael's. It's a great parish. It's a great parish. So yeah. uh, pick up the phone and, and donate today. And how did you get involved in Catholic Radio? Well, I think it was, um, it probably was through Ken, my friend Kenny. And, um, you know, I, I actually work evenings at St. Peter's Chanel, and Kenny and his wife Heidi are involved with the St. Philomena Prayer Group. They're, they're the lifeblood of it. And on Tuesday evenings, they get together. And, of course, that's one of the lesser known saints of the church. And that's a segment that Kenny and I are working on that we're hoping to roll out, and we've got a few recorded. But, um, you know, I, I've always enjoyed radio, uh, and, you know, I help them with social media a little bit, some Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter. So we do some posts, um, put together a schedule, and we roll them out, um, write some commercial spots here and there. A lot of what we do is on the fly. You know, we kind of make it up as we go along. We're by no means professionals, but it's it's a labor of love, and we really it enjoy is. it. And this is a labor of love, the quest. And we are here for the fall spirit drive. Uh, If you're loving this conversation, I know you are. uh, We do need you to pick up that phone, 470-508-1116, become a part of this. How would you say, Chuck, that Catholic Radio has been helping you in, in your own faith walk? It's just, I weave it in and out of my life. I, I have the radio station on all the time because I'm in the car a lot. <clears throat> I go to Daily Mass at St. Michael the Archangel and I'll listen to Father John Ricardo, who's oh, one of my favorites him. from eight to nine. I usually catch the back end of his homily for that day. Um, <clears throat> as far as some of my favorites, you know, I love Dr. David Anders. Uh, he actually read one of my emails on the air the other day that was wow, kind of a little fun. highlight. Yeah. Good. I had a question about John 5, 24, and he just, he broke it down unbelievably, oh, you know. He can do that. Came up with some things that I never would have would have thought of. And even yesterday, someone called as a follow-up to that and said, some caller recently called in about five twenty four. So the email is continuing to live on in uh, in the annals of uh, the quest. But That is awesome. <laughs> and I love the fact that our, our first three testimonials today have been men because you know, I, I really believe men need to step forward and be that spiritual head of their household and be those leaders. And a lot of them feel so ill-equipped, as all all of us do, that we don't get that good education in in our Catholic faith. And so, Catholic Radio seems to be, you know, charging these men up to to do that, to engage deeper in prayer, to really get that relationship going with the Lord. And then what we find, it's just it's just a, this 
formula that happens. People listen to Catholic radio, they get engaged, they get educated, and then they get inspired and they go start getting involved in all these ministries or start up ministries. And it's, it's setting a fire. No, oh, no question. And, and you know, you'll, you'll get smarter in your faith. Uh, like everybody else, I love music. And I always had the classic rock stations on when I drive them to and forth to work. But after a while, you say to yourself, like, how many times can I hear Brown Eyed Girl? You know, I mean, let, let's move on here. Let's get smarter. Let's get wiser. You know, and I've got on all the time. Uh, and, great uh, words. Listen to it in the evenings. And, you know, you can listen to it on the app. That's and true. And we're really um, encouraging people to to really to load the app on your phone and listen to it. Follow us on Facebook. Absolutely. Shameless plug, but uh, Absolutely. I think we're up over 700 followers. That's awesome. Maybe we can get to 1,000 by the end of the Spirit Drive. All right. I like that goal, too. Know. All right, Chuck Persner, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And uh, you continue on your, your uh, uh, volunteering today. And again, 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com for our fall spirit drive. And our theme is um, Atlanta Family Strong, uh, which is Carol Tearsmith, the founder, had said so eloquently, you know, that the family and, and marriage is under such attack. We are in such a culture of death. And uh, so I'm really excited about my next two guests, uh, Kathy Schneider and uh, Rachel Guy. And uh, I think I'm going to start this uh, next half hour with Rachel Guy first, but um, you know, again, we're going to be talking a little bit about 40 days for life, but just pro-life in general. But let me start with Rachel. First of all, Rachel, welcome. Thank you. And I have to say, you know, maybe you can tell by her voice already. She's she's young. And I was very impressed at the scope of, of the work experience you have, Rachel. I was looking you up and you have been involved in the pro-life movement for so many years. And you are just like college age. Am I guessing that correctly? Yes, I am right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, just give us like a, a just a little bit of a, an overview of what kind of work you have done so far in your lifetime in terms of pro-life and yeah, so I've been involved in the 40 Days for Life campaigns for, I want to say, about four to five years, and it has been such a gift to be able just to stand outside the clinics and to be able to pray for these precious women going in to show them the hope that there is in choosing life, to see hopefully their child being saved from abortion. Um, and, and I was involved in um, just a, a bit of, um, of the aspects of the heartbeat bill. I testified for in the House and in the Senate, and then I also introduced the governor um, during the signing. And so it's just such a gift just to be able to be involved in what the Lord is doing to show women that they do deserve better than abortion and to see children saved from abortion to see workers leave. She just, you know, says, I testified in front of the Senate. And, you know, <laughs> most of us say, well, I said a prayer or I stood outside a clinic once or whatever. And, you know, you were just on the forefront fighting the good fight. And, you know, I guess technically, Rachel, anyone born after 1973, after Roe versus Wade, the decision to legalize abortion um, could be considered an abortion survivor, really. Mm -hmm. Anyone born after 1973. But some people like you have had even a closer brush with abortion. Uh, talk about your story. Yes. So you may not know what I was going to say when looking at me, but you can't see me. But I was given a death sentence. So when my mom had gone in for an ultrasound at around 22 weeks, the technician had found something concerning and went and grabbed a doctor in the practice. And this doctor came in frantically, practically yelling at my mom, saying, you need to have an abortion. Your child will die. You will die. You're missing half of your amniotic fluid. And my mom said, we will not. Our child is value. This doctor said, fine come back in two weeks and the same scenario occurred at that situation um, with both my parents there except at this point all my mom's amniotic fluid was missing and again my parents had refused abortion they said our child has value child value is not lost because of her health situation our child's value is still intrinsic 
And the doctor said, well, fine, go talk to another doctor in the practice. And it was heartbreaking because as this one doctor was yelling and screaming at my mom to have an abortion, which is insane to think about. Yeah. This other doctor was calm and collective as if it was normal. And it was for him to tell parents to kill their children because of their health situations, period, for any reason. It's horrific. And this doctor, my mom and dad, they had a conversation back and forth. And this, and this doctor very calmly and casually said, well, you need to have an abortion. Your child will have no quality of life. My parents said our child will because our child will know the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. This physician said, well, you don't understand. Your <laughs> child will be blind and deaf and have mental struggles and be, quote, incompatible incompatible with life. I believe that was the term that he had used. And my parents said, even if her child is blind and deaf and does have mental struggles, our child value has not been lost. My parents said, you know, we won't abort. What will you do to help us? The doctor said the chilling words. In all my years of practice, every single parent that I have said needed to abort, they had. So all I can tell you to do is to go home, wait for your baby to die, and you will deliver a stillborn child. My parents went home broken that these precious parents were not told the intrinsic value of their child. They're not told the beauty in life, in their child's life that these doctors would even suggest abortion, would even contemplate that preemptive killing is somehow helpful to the child, is somehow helpful to the parents. And my parents, and broken that these doctors devalued my life and considered my life better off dead. And uh, my parents, they called my Grammy, and they asked her to pray. Oh, we uh, love the power of grandmas, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, Mary. And she had, um, you know, she had asked them. She said, is there a heartbeat? They said, yes. She said, then there's hope. Mm -hmm. They knew there was hope. But that was just such a beautiful, um, you know, just, just encouragement for them to not feel like we're going to take a break from work. We're going to take a break just from regular life. We're just going to keep living life. You know, Rachel's still here. We're just going to keep living life. Although at that point, they didn't know, they didn't know if I was a girl or a boy. Um, so they go to church and they talk to a pro-life OBGYN um, at church. They explain the situation and she says, I know Suzanne is my mom. I know Suzanne's primary OBGYN. I'm going to give him a call to see if he can offer any tests. And my mom's primary OBGYN said, the only test I will offer this family is an autopsy. Oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. And, and this pro-life doctor relayed the information. And it's unbelievable. They, my parents had realized all three doctors had washed their hands of my life. They considered me better off dead because of my health situation and because of my location. And the Lord provided three doctors, that one at church and then two others who fought for me. They fought for me not because they said, oh, she is healthy. Oh, she'll live very long outside the womb. They fought for me because they knew I had value. They knew no matter how long I live inside the womb or outside the womb, I'm valuable. And they fought for me. These doctors fought for me, not that I would live, but because I was already alive. I was as alive inside the womb as, as I am right now outside of the womb. And so I was born at 26 weeks, and I was in the NICU for five and a half months. And How much I was did born you weigh? At, yeah, good question. So interesting fact, around 26 weeks, you're supposed to weigh around two pounds. And I weighed one pound, two ounces, because I hadn't had amniotic fluid. And so, I mean, truly, I the doctor who had delivered me at VSC section, he said it would be like getting a pit out of a peach because I was just stuck. Mm. Oh my gosh. 
did and so obviously so you're born you know um and you had to probably be in the hospital a long time yeah you know but the the end of that story is you survived I you did. had no lasting negative effects no, physically none, cognitively none. from your experience did any of those three doctors did your parents ever go back to any of the three and say look you were wrong so I will say something that God had burned in my heart to do when I was around 14 was write to the doctors who didn't fight for my life. I wanted to share with them three messages. I wanted to share with them the gospel message that God desired for them to have forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to know that I forgave them. Okay. Um, and I wanted I wanted to ask them specifically if they would be used, if they would um, be willing to use their power to fight for life and not to harm life. You know, and... And I'll say, you know, like just through that journey, that was just like a sweet journey um, just for all three of us where we were just praying, just praying over that together and over that letter and over their hearts to be prepared. Um, You know, and and also, you know, when I sent it, I didn't have any expectation to hear anything back. I mean, I just simply sent it just saying, you know, just Lord, you've told me to do this, you know, I'm going to do it. Um, And it, it was just such a beautiful opportunity. And God in his goodness, I, you know, I said with no expectation to get anything back. And I'd also prayed that hopefully at this point they would have come to Jesus by now. But I got um, two handwritten notes from two out of three of the doctors. And they both said, we're so thankful that you're alive. We didn't think that you would live. And one said, I'd like to meet you one day. And we oh. have not met him oh. yet. But yeah, I mean, just such a truly, just such a beautiful, just God redemptive story to be able to see, you know, just what he can do in all of our lives just to bring him glory despite, you know, just just despite the hardships of any situation that we've been through, that he's a God of redemption. And I think about the Bible verse, Genesis fifty twenty that says, my paraphrasing, but what man meant for evil, God used for good for the saving of many lives. And in Joseph's story, God can take what man meant to take us, you know, like, like would it be that, like, like, like our physical lives, so wanting us dead or whatever, whether it be somebody even being bullied or whatever situation it may be, that he can take our hard situations and he could say, I'm going to bring myself glory and I'm going to redeem it in a way that nobody in their wildest dreams could have ever planned it. You're listening to Rachel Guy. She's a pro-life warrior uh, uh, here at the uh, Fall Spirit Drive. Uh, the, the Quest, Fall Spirit, uh, <laughs> they're already not saying it. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of hours ahead of me. The Quest, 1160 uh, AM, uh, Fall Spirit Drive, Family Strong, Atlanta Family Strong is the theme. And uh, Rachel, it, and let me give that number too. It's 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. 470-508-1160 is how you can call. And, you know, if you're loving this story, I mean, listen to, you're not going to hear these kinds of stories on mainstream media. Okay. You're just not going to hear it. And and this mm-hmm. is a pro-life station because the Lord is pro-life. Our church yes. is pro-life and we want to get that message out. So these kinds of riveting testimonials is where you're going to hear it on this station. That's why we want you to be a part of this and support us with your prayers and most importantly with your funding, um, 470-508-1160. So, you know, Rachel, just your birth alone has been such a powerful pro-life witness, but you didn't stop there. Yes. You've been doing all this other work getting involved, like you said, you know, testifying from the Senate, you've been involved in 40 Days for Life. I, I just want to ask you, sit, uh, before we switch over to Kathy here, you know, you're, you're so young. Uh, there's so many young people today that, you know, are, are, are buying into what the culture is telling them and, oh, you know, it's a woman's right to choose and all. Do you get a lot of pushback from young people? 
I do and I don't. Um, I think that there is just such a beautiful um, working of God to really just encourage our, like the people my age to really be pro-life. Um, but yes, like there is absolutely like, like you know, like, like people who just, they're not, they're not interested in pro-life, like, 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 they don't even really, I think, like, know a lot, like, like truly of the reality of abortion, and so, you know, and, and so, it, like, like, they need that education, but I, I think it's kind of a 50-50, I think that it's, you know, like, like, people who, they are pro-abortion, but it's just, it's a sweet opportunity to be able to talk to them and really educate them, because, you only hear one side of the story. That's right. And then it's the beauty of having the pro-life, you know, people in my age group where we can just rally together, like all, all of the people at Students for Life. I mean, just just the beautiful outpouring of what God's doing through the college campuses. So it's kind of a 50-50. <laughs> yeah. And I know you organized your first uh, 40 Days for Life, um, you know, organ, uh, rally or whatever with your parish. Or I think you're one still high school. So Kathy Schneider, I want to bring you into this conversation. I know you're the Respect Life Coordinator at St. Bridget Parish. In Johns Creek, let's give them a shout out, right? Yes, go Johns Creek. All right. Go St. Bridget. Pick up the phone, 470-508-1160. You want to hear from, from you guys over at St. Bridget. But um, t- talk about how you got involved in 40 Days for Life. Um, so back in, uh, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I did um, CHIRP, that Christ Renews His Parish, a women's retreat. And there was a woman there, um, Jenny Hutchinson, shout out to her. Um, anyway, this sweet woman who was so pro-life, and she told these stories, and I was like, wow, I was much younger then, and I they just really, really touched my heart. And then she heard about this 40 Days for Life campaign, and she's like, well, we're going to do one in Louisville. And I was like, oh, wow. And she's like, in 24 hours a day, we're going to pray here in Louisville at outside this clinic. And I thought, wow, okay, well, if my chirp sister Jenny is going to do this, then we're going to go help her. So we went to the sidewalk for the first time because of Jenny. And, you know, when you show up there and you pray, it's really not quite so bad. (laughs) And there is really bad things happening there. And you can be a a caveat to to give them a different choice. So uh, it was really life changing uh, going out there. And really, I just Um, was doing 40 Days for Life in the fall and the spring in Louisville. And uh, when I moved here to Georgia six years ago, I looked up 40 Days for Life to see when to go out and pray, where a clinic was. And to my shock, there were 16 abortion clinics here in Georgia, uh, four or five 40 Days for Life campaigns that particular year. And um, it was shocking to me because in Kentucky, we just had one clinic. And um, so... That was a a culture shock. It is a big city, but it's a big city. Yeah, yeah, but um, so then I. I went out to pray for the first time and uh, signed up. And I was like, oh, gosh, this one hardly has any signups. And so then I went to the other one. I'm like, well, oh, gosh, they don't have any signups either. I'm like, where are the people? Because in Louisville, like, we prayed. We had two people every hour out there praying. And the Knights of Columbus, man, they did the overnight hours. And like, it was really well, well, we did it. And so it was so shocking to see that people weren't really coming out. And so... um, when I came here, I realized if I was the only one out there praying, because in Kentucky, I was just a prayer warrior, I was not a sidewalk advocate, that somebody, I needed to learn how to do this to try to intervene and save a baby. So um, I got some training, and I continue to constantly read and uh, look at videos and anything I can do to um, help save a life to intervene. Now, someone's listening and saying, what is this 40 Days for Life? I never even heard of it. So yes. give them an, an, a, you know, a little description of what is 40 Days yes, for Life. Yes, thank you. So... Um, um, Sean Carney um, started in 2004 in College Station, Texas, this campaign because a Planned Parenthood was coming across from the college. And so they got together with some students and said, how can we, oh my gosh, they're building this right across from our college, what can we do? And so they said, let's do a 
prayer, fasting, you know, like prayer and fasting. We know that's a thing in the Bible. 40 days is a biblical time frame. Let's do 40 days for life. And let's stand aside for 40 days, 24 hours a day and pray across from the sidewalk of this abortion clinic that was being built at the time. And so um, that started. And so um, I can't remember exactly how many campaigns they did before they eventually, it got built, but they shut it down. And it actually is the national headquarters now for 40 days for life where that Planned Parenthood was. I love that. Yes. So it's prayer, fasting, and a peaceful vigil, which means they want people praying. Um, What could you do? How could you offer up some suffering people that are going through hard times? Could you offer that up to pray to be able to end abortion in our country? also, the fasting. I had one uh, youth group I talked to about the, the components of the campaign, and this young girl came up to me afterwards, and she said, "Miss Schneider, um, do you think I could give up my pillow for 40 days? And I was like, whoa, wow. like, yes, and I think you could save some babies with that. Like, that yes. is a very big sacrifice. So it was so cute. These teenagers were, like, thinking of ways they could really, like, give something up. Um, so what what can you offer up? Is it you'd have a Diet Coke or you're something? It doesn't have to be this huge thing, but some little thing that you could offer to help end abortion. And then to be outside the clinic, because we know know when we show up, major things happen. And uh, even just when Abby Johnson was one of the first abortion workers who came to the pro-life side, she said, we, I'm going to tell you guys when you're out there, like sometimes the no-show rates go up to like 70%. So like this is a big deal when you're there. We do not like it when you show up. So we do have to go and show up. And we know the Bible tells us go to where the slaughter is happening, to where people are being drugged to death. Like you need to go up and take a vigil. So yeah. It really does happen when we show up. Things things definitely do happen there. And if I'm correct, Atlanta, there's a 40 Days for Life campaign starting now. Yes, correct? that's Because it's always the fall and spring. So yes. and 40, you know, it's, of course, a biblical number. Yes, we have that course. over and over in the Bible. So yes. that's where I think he, uh, Sean Carney yes, got that from. Right. Um, so as we're talking here on the fall spirit drive at the quest 1160, uh, what if someone's saying, oh, I'm, I'm afraid to go stand outside a clinic, you know, what would you say to them? I would say to look up 40 days for life and see that the what campaign is nearest you. And then you can see who is hosting these campaigns and contact that person directly because um, one of them, of course, is Rachel, who's sitting right here next to me. Um, and we would meet you the first time. I'm going to um, three different locations this uh, campaign as I do. And so we will meet people to pray for the first time, just like Jenny met me the first time. And she was so cute. She had pink and blue rosaries and we'd pray rosary for each person that went in and after that they went in she'd switch it to the different bucket that we prayed for this baby's soul i mean it's a beautiful a witness to life it really is so don't be afraid go there and it's prayer it's just backup prayer and god can do things that we cannot so we need the prayer warriors there for sure okay well we must be uh, connecting with our listeners uh, steph ike is back with us she's got some good news from people who are listening yes we do have good news we heard this morning from Susan from Transfiguration Church, and she gave us a little testimonial, so I wanted to share that with everyone. Um, she said, I don't know what I would do without the quest, and I've been listening for two to three months, and uh, she became a founder this morning, so we're very happy about wow. that. Wow. Yes. Thank nice. you, Susan. Thank you, Susan. And we are also um, praying a little special prayer for her daughter today. And we have people in adoration right now praying for everyone's uh, prayer intentions. Uh, Call in and give us your prayer requests and we will send them into the chapel. Uh, We're praying for the success of the chapel. I mean, the success of the spirit drive in the chapel. Yes. uh, During all of our hours, our 40 hours this week. So um, we're, we're happy to help out Susan today and send us your prayer requests. 
Yeah, so that's another thing. I'm glad that Steph came in to, to give that announcement because, you know, you can make a donation in honor of all kinds of things. Your favorite priest, um, your parish, uh, your your kid's sports team, you know, if they're Catholic school, you know, sports team, um, you're, an organization you're involved in, you know, uh, Knights of Columbus or uh, someone's birthday coming up, someone's anniversary coming up. And you're like, what do I get them? How about a gift? What a life-giving gift to support Catholic Radio and just say, hey, I made a donation in your name. We will read, you know, your intention on air. So we'll read your first name. If, if you want, or you can do it anonymously. We're happy to do that, too. We might announce your parish um, and we'll, we'll, you know, tell you, you know, who, who are you giving to? So it's such a beautiful way uh, to to share this gift of Catholic Radio and, and do the Lord's work. 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. So, uh, Kathy, we're talking about 40 days for life, um, you know, encouraging people if they're afraid. Uh, how do they, you know, actually get involved in this? So it maybe it, there's one started at their parish or maybe they need to start one at their parish. How can they get in? How can they right. do this? So the website for 40daysforlife.com is what you would Google. And you can see all the campaigns going on all across the world. So uh, this campaign, um, this 40 Days for Life in the fall will be in 505 cities and 56 countries are taking part. So there's wow. definitely someone near wow. you having one of these and they just reached one millionth volunteer wow. how cool wow. was that That's yeah awesome. so lots of people are needed to, to end abortion so come and pray and get involved don't be afraid okay great um and and so let's see uh i'm sorry i lost my place here um so we know how to get involved and if we want to start one up in the parish we have probably talk to the priest so i know what i was going to say um, I've done this in Columbus. I've done uh, the 40 Days for Life. We've been out there and we've actually organized one, my husband and I, at our, at our parish. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect when I was out there. But when I was out there, um, we mo- had more happy honks than angry honks. We had people with the thumbs up and, you know, and we our signs were all positive, choose life. There wasn't anything negative, you know. And, and so is that, has it been your experience on the sidewalk that there's really more positive than negative? Yes, for me, yes. I would say as well, you do get that. And so many great stories where people will pull off and say, you know, thank you for being here. Um, we had a um, a woman a little while back who stopped to show us a grandchild that was born because she had passed by this site and saw our signs. And when her 16-year-old daughter got pregnant, she remembered that. And she's like, oh, I know where an abortion clinic is. And she said, but the first thing that came was those people with your sweet signs that said life matters. And so I just came to show you that I never came here because I passed this place and I saw you and it mattered. How cool oh, is that? sweet. Yeah. I know. Don't make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, when when people they may ask this question when they're uh, you know signing up to to stand up inside this clinic are they going to be engaging in with the with these women are they going to be encountering people are they going to be expected to speak say anything um, not necessarily no I mean truly I think what's so beautiful about forty days is that everybody can participate I mean in, at my particular campaign we even had a two year old standing outside holding oh they're the best yeah, yeah. yeah so the babies tr- are the best truly yeah. All ages. Yeah. Usually there would be a sidewalk advocate there that would help you. So no, no need to talk. Just come and pray. Show up. Okay. And you know, I, I always want to say we don't want to lose the mom in the equation. The babies are very right. important, but what, what do we want to, you know, be letting the moms know? Um, that we are there for them. Um, and so I have so many stories of things we've done for women who we've walked this journey with them for years. So um, I think stay tuned after the break. We can share one of those stories or two. Okay. I think we are getting ready to go to a break. 
Um, so uh, do stay tuned, 470-508-1160, or thequestatlanta.com is the way you can uh, get on board and make your donation. Please pray for our cause. As Steph mentioned, we have the, the chapel, and Jesus is in the house, which is always amazing. So we know he's here with us. He's blessing this work. So uh, if you if you like what you're hearing, and I know you are, 470-508-1160. Uh, we're going to be coming uh, back with uh, next hour with uh, Stephen and Ellen Cox of Holy Spirit Parish. They're going to be talking about marriage preparation. It's a great topic for our family strong spirit drive. So make your pledge now and we'll be back after the break. <laughs> 